0: everyone, on Thursday. Me and Seth are here at the Man Cave in Bluffton, South Carolina, pretty much doing a hurricane party today. How you doing today, bro? Pretty good, man. I don't let everybody know I drove through a hurricane to be here. That's how much I care about this podcast. That's how much we care. We're bringing you the content we hope you like. <laughs> Although man. I do live half a mile away, so... <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about uh, some uh, college football, and we're going to bring it into AFC North and AFC West. Uh, but first, we got some shout outs. Go ahead, Seth. Go ahead and hit yours first.
1: Yeah, I just want to thank one of my best friends, John Rysliff, uh from back in the ATL. Kyle, uh, we've been friends forever growing up, played ball together, you know, went to school together. And he's a big sports fan, uh, big Georgia Tech Falcons fan, so I kind of feel for him lately. But oh, God. You know, I'm a Tennessee and Falcons fan, so that's not much better.
0: Well, I'm sorry to hear that you're a Georgia Tech fan, John, but uh, hopefully they'll
1: get it turned around. I mean, yeah. Georgia Tech used to be a once proud program, you know, that could beat Georgia once National every power. three or four years. Yeah. It's just been rough the last several years.
0: Yeah. And uh, we also had two other guys one guy that's a mutual friend of ours, Dion. Thank you for joining us. And Thanks, Dion,
1: my kickball buddy. Cu- kickball. Thanks for letting me be on your team this year.
0: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> killing it. And uh, also, Justin Rhodes. Thank you for uh, joining as well. Thanks, Justin. Good to have you. So, uh basically, uh, this past week, we picked out uh, some college games that we wanted to take a little gander at. We could do a little bit of a review on uh, two teams in particular. Uh, Vanderbilt, BM1, Notre Dame, of course, finally – You know, it felt like forever. Football's back. This might
1: be the only time we review uh, Vanderbilt, but
0: hey, they had the spotlight last weekend. Yes, they did. I mean, they almost threw it away. It's true. We'll we'll just go ahead and talk about that. Hawaii versus Vanderbilt. Last year, of course, they smoked Hawaii. I think it was like 63-10. It was bad. It was horrible. They look like a national contender for one game. (laughs) But this past uh, week, they just squeaked out a a win when Hawaii kind of just made a a pretty much a – they're winning. Vanderbilt was winning thirty-five to fourteen, and yeah. it just uh, pretty much a comeback. And before we got on the show, I told it, I told Seth, I said Hawaii looked like it was actually going to be their game until like the very end. An onside kick, uh, guy from Hawaii recovered it, but he recovered it with his arm out on the out of bounds.
1: That's right. I saw that play. Yeah, that's heartbreaking. Uh, I mean, Vanderbilt really dominated three quarters of that game. Uh, Hawaii just you know made a crazy comeback towards the end, just, throwing, and just up and down the field, about run and shoot. But, I mean, Hawaii is much improved from last year. I mean, Timmy Chang has got the run and shoot implemented now. You can tell a big difference in the quarterback play compared to last year. Not that I watched them much, but, mm-hmm. you know, just looking at that score from last year, you can see they made a big improvement. But, I mean, Vandy, I mean, they, they hung on. Let's they us their teeth. And, I mean, uh, you're not you're too crazy
0: great. about them, but Swan threw for three touchdowns and 258 yards. And uh, it's going to – I don't know if uh, Vanderbilt's really going to do much after this. Uh, Hawaii actually outgained them 391 yards to 297.
1: Yeah, if I'm a Vanderbilt fan, I mean, Swan is a solid quarterback. The one thing you got to be excited about is you got a couple playmakers, uh, Jaden McGowan and Will Shepard. McGowan ran back a uh, kickoff for a touchdown and had several catches. And Will Shepard, I mean, he was really good last year. He had another touchdown catch in this game. Uh, But – The one thing, unfortunately, it looks like they haven't found a replacement for Ray Davis yet. Uh, They struggled in the run game.
0: Yeah, and I remember I forgot who I talked about when we did the uh, our predictions from like a couple months ago. But uh, you know, it it's hard to really try to find a replacement for someone that was such a workhorse, especially a thousand yard back, which is. Already t- kind of hard to find in college football, but even harder if you're Vanderbilt.
1: Right. A thousand yard back at Vanderbilt is like being a 1,500 yard back at Anyone one else. of these other schools. So. And
0: But still, congratulations to Vanderbilt. And mm-hmm. also Notre Dame had their game and everything like that. I wasn't... I didn't really watch it because, I mean, it's Navy and Notre Dame. And I know a lot of people say it's a rivalry, but to me, a rivalry is a rivalry if it's close all the time. And I think the all time series record for them right now is 81 to like seven.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's usually a closer game than this. Navy definitely did not bring it (laughs) this past weekend. (laughs) I know they're going through some changes, trying to change up that offense a little bit to where they don't have to rely so much, you know, on the uh, triple option. But I think they may have completed like two passes in that game. I watched probably three quarters of it because I bet on it. But, uh, you know, the offense just was not pretty for Navy. But on the other hand, the offense for Notre Dame looked night and day compared to last year.
0: It did. I mean, Hartman's a good quarterback anyway. Like we've talked about before, he did uh, some spectacular things down in Wake Forest, and we were kind of intrigued on what he would be able to do with uh, higher recruiting powers such as Notre Dame. And I mean, they they blew him out the water. I mean, it was forty two to three.
1: I think he only. I think he completed like eighteen or twenty two. Only had four incompletions, yeah. four well, touchdowns, no no interceptions.
0: But they were running the ball like there was nothing stopping
1: them. Oh, yeah. I mean, Estime is a great running back. I watched him a lot last mm-hmm. year, and the guy is a stud. Big running back, too. But, I mean, they got some playmakers. I mean, they had, uh, I think, two touchdowns from Great House, one from Thomas, and one from Colsey. So, they've got some playmakers. And with Hartman, you finally feel like you have a, a quarterback that can take you, you know, far enough like the playoffs, you know, like mm-hmm. Brady Quinn did back in the day. But, I don't know. I, this Notre Dame team – I think they have a pretty high ceiling. And I
0: agree with that. And another game that I, I did kind of watch the highlights on was USC. And, you know, they have a player there. I can't. You told me his name. Uh,
1: Zachariah Branch.
0: He reminded me of uh, Reggie Bush. The only thing about it, though, Khalid Williams did. He did good, but it wasn't what you would expect him to do against a school like San Jose State. Uh, in fact, San Jose State actually put up a pretty good fight, in my opinion, yeah. at USC. Yeah.
1: I mean, 21-14 at halftime, I think a lot of people probably saw that score and were a mm-hmm. little bit shocked. But, I mean, second half, they came out and turned it on, did what they had to do. But Caleb, you know, he he did his thing, three touchdowns, 270-something yards passing. I think it got pulled somewhere in the fourth quarter, so he didn't play a full game. But, yeah, Zachariah Branch, the guy, former five-star from Las Vegas, looked like a stud and just yeah. had some serious moves. Yeah, he's definitely someone I'll be uh, paying more attention to. Yeah, I think everybody will know that name. Yeah, in a after few weeks. this,
0: yeah. So moving back from what happened in the past, we're going to be looking to the forward. There's a couple games. Uh, Seth had three, I had two. Two of them, which I I can comment more on. Uh, one being, of course, uh, UNC versus South Carolina, and uh, this one kind of intrigues me. It Intrigues a lot of people uh, right now. The bet line is at two and a half. Uh, in favor of UNC, which doesn't really surprise me. I mean, they got Drake May, who is the reigning ACC player of the year. Yep. Yep. uh, Threw for 4,381 yards last year, uh, 38 touchdowns, and also rushed for almost 700 yards and seven more touchdowns. And uh, they return six offensive starters, seven defensive starters. And uh, one thing that's going to be one of the things that you can actually look forward to is – their new OC is Chip Lindsey, who was formerly the head coach at Troy, and then last year spent uh, a year with uh, the Golden Knights of Central Florida.
1: Yeah, yeah. used to be hey. at Auburn, too, wasn't he? Yeah. Coordinator yeah. at Auburn. Oh,
0: he went all over the place. Yeah, when he I pulled around. up his bio. It was unreal. Uh, but – one thing about this game, and I'll talk a little bit about South Carolina. They're bringing back not nearly as many starters. They're bringing nine total, five on offense. Lost of a lot divisions. of transfers. Yes, they did, and that was one of the things that was actually commented on was how many transfers they lost to other higher power schools. You know, no disrespect from USC, but they're still a mid level coming up to higher prophecy of as a. Stephen stone, I guess, but of course they're bringing back one of the better uh, quarterback receiver t- uh, tandems and uh, Spencer uh, Spencer Rattler and Juice Wells. And I mean, last year Rattler threw for three thousand twenty six yards, eighteen touchdowns. A lot of those were against your team. <laughs> and, I thought <can't laughs> mentioned that. And, and uh, Juice uh, caught uh, sixty eight passes for nine twenty and six touchdowns. But this is going to be a game that's going to be highly offensive. And yeah, I think so. Yeah, both both teams ranked close to last, if not last, in their respective conferences. What do you think on this, man?
1: Uh, I mean, I think I love the matchup of the quarterbacks. You know, one and Drake May is probably going to be a top five pick, and then I think Rattler will also be picked somewhere. You know, maybe third or fourth round. But mm-hmm. I love that matchup, and I can't thank Drake May enough for decommitting from Alabama a couple years ago, <laughs> <laughs> because Alabama would look a lot better with Drake May at quarterback. Yes, we would. Um, so yeah, I mean, like you're saying, it's it's going to be an offensive game, two mediocre defenses. I mean, I think South Carolina has a little bit of an edge of defense, just looking at the recruiting and the players they brought in the last couple of years. North Carolina just their defense didn't show up in a lot of games last year, even when they won. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the one thing, the difference to me in this game is I don't trust Mac Brown in these bigger games. It just seems like he always has a letdown. You know, they always have high expectations and he just can't win those games normally.
0: And that's one of the reasons why he got let it go from Texas. Yeah. I mean, got.
1: that was always his uh, MO at Texas and even North Carolina before, mm-hmm. you know, when he coached there before Texas. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I know it's North Carolina by a couple, but actually picks out Carolina in that game to win it outright. So,
0: no, and I could, him. I could actually slide towards that a little bit. I mean, I kind of like to see the offense explosion. And one of the key stats that I found was even though that, UNC typically recruits higher talent level than what South Carolina does. Uh, as far as their defensive line, which is supposed to be their their deal mm-hmm. there, uh, in the last few years, uh, like last year, they ranked 128th out oh. of 131 schools in
1: sacks. Jesus. That's so, pretty bad.
0: Yeah, so. That's a good <laughs>
1: Uh But, yeah. Oh, another thing, I mean, North Carolina's receiver was declared ineligible, the guy that was supposed to come in and be – Kind of the Josh Downs replacement. I think it's DeFontez Walker, if I'm not yes. mistaken. Uh, so I don't believe he's been uh, approved to play yet. So, you know, they're going to have to find a new, a new number one target for Drake May.
0: Yeah. But it, like you said, and I mean, me personally, I think Drake May is going to be probably the top pick in my eyes because of what I see is going to happen in NFL. NFL. He has
1: more of the pro t- prototypical size compared mm-hmm. to Caleb. Yeah, no, I do agree with that. I, I really didn't real, realize that his rushing numbers were that good last year. 700 yards and I seven mean, touchdowns. 698
0: wow. to be exact.
1: That's pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, no, whenever you can uh, run basically 5000 yards of offense, you're you're kind of the man. Yeah. So. Yeah, great player. Uh moving on from uh there, we'll go to uh LSU and FSU. Mm. This is another game. A big one. Uh this is actually the one I'm really looking forward to. Uh, because also same kind of, uh, spread as, uh, the South Carolina UNC game at two and a half in favor of LSU this time, which you would like to hear that. And I mean, it's going to be a matchup of some, uh, pretty good quarterbacks, Jaden Daniels. And of course, Jordan Travis, uh, you know, they're both really good quarterbacks
1: two Hosman contenders.
0: Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Jaden Daniels, in my opinion, has probably slight edge over, uh, Travis because he's also more of a dual threat than what Travis uh,
1: that's true can do. Travis throws such a pretty ball, dude. Yeah, um, he I does. love watching him pass the ball.
0: Well, he also has a huge target in Johnny Wilson, who's a six seven receiver. God, I didn't even know they yeah. can get that. Big. That
1: guy is massive. I can't remember if he came from Mississippi State or where he came from, but God, he looks like a tight end out there running exactly. around.
0: But, uh, yeah, he got five touchdowns last year. And a, a key stat that uh, a lot of people don't really think about is that uh, all five of the offensive linemen for LSU are returning this year. Mm-hmm. And that is huge.
1: They were really young there last year. They had a couple of freshmen, All-Americans, mm-hmm. a couple of injuries. But, yeah, they were really young. And I think the big difference is Jaden Daniels is comfortable in this offense now as opposed to last year being his first game in this offense. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm really, really looking forward to this one. I mean – once again, two high-powered offenses, but I think you have two good defenses in this game.
0: Extremely good defenses. In fact, uh, there's like three All ACC players that are on the defense for Florida State. Last year, it was ranked 20th in scoring defense at 20.6. Wow,
1: that's really good. Um, you Jared know, Verse, the defensive end. I can't believe sacks. can't believe he didn't jump to the NFL. Yeah, and,
0: well, a lot of people, I mean, they really feel like this could be their chance. I mean, they're returning 16 starters out of 22, and, I mean, they also got a running game behind Benson, who had 990 and nine touchdowns. And they
1: added another transfer receiver. Was it Keon Coleman from Michigan State? Another big guy, like 6'5", or something. Well, that ain't all they added. They also
0: added a defensive back back. Fentrell Cypress the second.
1: Yeah, from Virginia.
0: Another all-ACC selection.
1: These two teams have really cherry-picked a lot of really good transfers the last few years. Uh, I mean, it seems like everybody they bring in immediately contributes if if they're a transfer. So, I mean, it's going to be a matchup of, I think, two really good coaches. You know, I know Florida State's coach took some heat the first couple years, but last year he really showed what kind of coach he was. Uh, I mean – I don't, I don't know. I mean, obviously I picked LSU, but I don't feel real confident in this one. <laughs> I think they're just out for revenge after that loss last year where they probably should have won and kind of choked it away at the end. But who do you have in this game?
0: Me personally, I think it's going to be FSU. All right. I All
1: right. just, I
0: mean, I, me being Bama and has nothing to do with that. Oh. I, I think Jaden Daniels and LSU, we've talked about it. I think that LSU will probably win the West. Uh, there are a few great players over and on the defensive side of the ball with LSU. They got Harold Pickin, uh, Perkins Jr., who oh, had monster. seven and a half. Wingo kind of surprised a lot of the people last year with his All American six. Le- his All American se- selection, Jesus Christ!
1: <laughs> but got Mason Smith back, but he may be yeah. ineligible for this game. Uh, yes. Improper proper benefit. So I haven't heard the final word on that.
0: Well, you must know John Harbaugh. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, to me it's always a, what you do with experience and the fact that, you know, you look at, you know, that FSU has 16 return starters and then you also have Cypress the second coming in who is a, no scrub himself. The yeah. bolstered that already top-notch defense kind of gives them the edge in my opinion. I mean, LSU, Kelly did great last year, but I think they're going to probably lose this one.
1: The main reason I like LSU in this one, even though they lost to Florida State last year by a point, is Florida State last year, their three losses, I think they were back to back to back, were to the three best ACC teams they played with Clemson, NC State, and Wake. Mm-hmm. If you look at their other wins in that conference last year, none of them really jump out to you as you know, like a good win. They did beat Florida towards the end of the year, but Florida wasn't very good last year. So I would say that LSU win at the beginning of the season is by far their best win from last year. So I mean I just I don't know I feel like LSU's just a little bit tougher in the trenches. No, I can, so
0: well that like I said, the offensive line gives them a big advantage on that. So and you have one more game for us.
1: Oh yeah, that was we've already did South in North Carolina, Florida, so Utah, Florida, Utah. Uh, that one's actually tomorrow night, which is a nice little treat in the middle of the week. Uh, last year it was a phenomenal game. It was kind of Anthony Richardson's coming out party. You know, Florida wasn't really expected to win that game, and he played phenomenal and they won – I can't remember what the score was, but I know they played in Florida last year, and they won a close game. Um, The big question in this year's game is Cam Rising's health. You know, is he going to play? Is he going to be 100%? Had the injury towards the end of last year. And, you know, the line that's kind of moved from like 6.5 down to 3.5, which kind of indicates he might not be playing or he might, you know, be somewhat limited. So that's the big question. I mean, Florida's running game, we've talked about it before. Solid. Should be a really, really good running game with ETN. I forgot the other guy's name that transferred from uh, Tulane, but had a good year last year. Uh, Graham Mertz, he steps in as a starter. Can he just limit mistakes? Can he just protect the football? Can he make Spread it to the playmakers. Yeah, that's all they need him to do. I mean, Utah, extremely well coached. I love winning him. I've always loved him. He's a great coach. They get the most out of their talent. Their defense is really good, especially against the run. So it's going to be a strength versus strength. Uh, I don't know, man. I, a good
0: old slobber knocker.
1: Uh, this is another one It's just really, really tough to pick. I didn't pick this one with my picks this week, but I would probably lean still Utah just because I don't trust what I've seen from Mertz at Wisconsin. But I have to agree with you with that. I mean, you
0: know, we talked about the fact that Utah has kind of out of nowhere ever since even before. After Urban Meyer left, they've become kind of a national power, like perennial. They're
1: very consistent. Every year they're good. And, you know, uh,
0: you know, Florida's doing a great job recruiting right now. Um, far better than I thought they would, uh, especially true. after uh, last year not after, being very well. Oh, God, yeah. And, I mean – they're, they're basically just trying to dig themselves out of a hole that their last coach actually gave them. And, you know, they got a great running game, like you said, but I still have to agree with you. Uh, I think Utah's going to be taking this one. I think
1: mainly because it's at home, I give them the edge. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think, especially in college football, I think home is worth like a touchdown. In my eyes, You know, on the pros, they always say home and field advantage is worth three points. College, yes. I'm going to say it's worth seven points.
0: No, I can agree with that.
1: And uh, I mean, that's
0: pretty much it as far as college football goes. Uh, you know, I actually did catch like a little bit of the college, uh, the Little League World Series. I just want to say congratulations to California. It was a, oh, yeah. kind of a great.
1: California. I don't care for your state, but yeah. <laughs> great job.
0: I <laughs> uh, ended it off a walk-off home run.
1: That's and pretty impressive. That's what cool. was
0: actually really crazy about it is the the announcer previously, I think it was Caraco, they beat six to five, uh, like right before he banned one out. Said, Caraco has not given up a home run throughout the whole oh, World jinxed Series. Him. Jinxed them, and the next thing you know, crank. Damn. So, congratulations oh. to California.
1: Well, before we move on to the uh, the six pack, uh, we got to mention the Jonathan Taylor situation. I don't know if you have anything else spring up, but I mean, obviously, it came out yesterday, and I wish it would have come out a few days <laughs> prior to our fantasy <laughs> draft. But um, you know, it, it's it's kind of maddening that they didn't work out something, some kind of trade." Mm-hmm. Uh, I kept thinking it would happen, and I think most people thought the Dolphins were going to get him, but ends up they don't get enough of an offer, and he stays with them. So now he's out for the first four weeks.
0: Yeah, and I mean, as far as the information I got on it and everything, I personally never thought he was going to head over to Miami anyway because they just seem to have every other running back there they could possibly have. I mean, when you got four
1: really good running backs in that committee already started, why would you want a fifth? I saw, you know, cut Gaskin yesterday, and they were shedding salary, so I was like, something's about to happen, and it just Mm -hmm. never did.
0: Well, it could still possibly happen. I mean, you're talking only four four weeks, uh, and then he's back, but – you know, Jim Merce just needs to keep his mouth shut. I mean, don't alienate your best option. You know, the other day I posted something where, you know, they're talking about the Colts had Super Bowl aspirations with some of their people, and I'm like, you don't really have that with Anthony Richardson. I'm sorry.
1: No, even with Taylor, you're looking at a rebuild year. You know, you're not really going anywhere with or without him. But it's like, the guy's your best player. Why can't you just work out a one-year deal like they did with jacobs Barkley, jacobs they both worked out one-year deals it just ursay like you said is just his ego i mean i don't know i mean it's just it's unbelievable these guys
0: no and i agree with that i mean it's just
1: i mean who else are they paying you know i was looking at the sour cap they have like 20 million dollars in cap space yeah like what
0: (laughs) just go ahead and give them a little extra like five six million and just say hey just Just prove it, man.
1: Well, unfortunately, I drafted him in fantasy, but that's another story.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit later, possibly. But uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we be back, we're going to the six pack. Actually, became a twelve pack in a way, and uh, we'll start off with the AFC North. Be right back, and we're back. So normally we do a six pack, but because the NFL season starts next week, we went ahead and decided to do the AFC West and North in this one. We're going to go ahead and start with the North. And the first team on the list will be Cincinnati Bengals, who are going to be returning 10 offensive starters and 8 defensive starters. Now, last year, Burrow had a record-standing year for the Bengals in the franchise, passing for team records in 35 touchdowns and completions, and was picked for the Pro Bowl for the very first time since he's been there in three years. That actually kind of shocked me.
1: That is kind of surprising.
0: You know, in my personal opinion, they also have Higgins and Chase. Who Chase didn't really do as much as he a lot of people thought he would. Uh, but you know, he also dealt with some injuries towards yeah, the beginning. Injuries kind of held him back a little bit. But in my opinion, they are probably the best trio of receivers in the NFL, or at least one of the best. And yeah, I'd probably
1: agree with you there.
0: And uh, you know, that's that's a good thing because right now Joe Mixon uh, had an an aggravated assault. Case put on him.
1: Not surprising, considering his college yeah, antics.
0: <laughs> when he went uh, Mike Tyson on someone. Some girl. <laughs> and Yeah, exactly. And then uh, Sam Perrine also left via free agency, which I think is a more... Excuse me. Uh, it, I think it hurts him a little bit more than most people will actually say. Yeah,
1: that's kind of an underrated loss. We mentioned are you during the break, we were talking about Hurst leaving, bringing in Irv Smith as mm-hmm. a tight end. I think the Perine thing might actually be a bigger deal. Because I don't think Mixon... Is anything special? I mean, he's he's a good running back, but I don't he's think good. He's, he's just
0: not great. And I mean, it's just you know he can do so much for you. I mean, he can catch it out of the backfield. He can run it up the middle. He can do everything you want. But at the same time, you're really more of a passing team at this point. Oh, for sure. And you know, uh, just talking about that, you got a you drafted Chase Brown out of the uh, Illinois. Illinois, yeah. And uh, I mean, he actually had a really good round uh, fifth round I, pick. I like him. He did a uh, 43. 1,643 yards, which was fourth in the nation, but he also fumbled a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah, kind of a bigger back. I watched him a little bit at Illinois, and you know how um, I'm trying to think of the catch's name. It came from Arkansas, Bulima. Mm-hmm. You know how he likes to pound the ball. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, he, he looked like a pretty solid back. Yes.
0: And I mean, he could probably do it for you as long as he holds on to the ball. Uh, big game for him was the fact that they got their left tackle, Orlando Brown Jr., from uh, Kansas City. That's a
1: pretty big deal. Good, Really good player. Kind of surprised can the city let him go?
0: Yeah. And we also talked, you also kind of brought up that Irv Smith, you know, from Minnesota came down to Cincinnati, replaced Hearst, which wasn't really Mm -hmm. much. I mean, I thought Hearst would do better than what he did, but I mean.
1: Yeah, I don't think you're really gaining or losing anything there. It's kind of pretty even. Well,
0: when you have all those receivers that are such high. I mean, Higgins and Chase are both number ones. Boyd could be a number two in most other teams. But, mm-hmm. I mean, when you have that much talent on the outside, you're not really going to see many balls. And uh, But they did lose a little bit on defense with Jesse Bates, of course, going to your Falcons.
1: Yes. Uh, thank you, Jesse Bates. We need a safety so bad. Uh, also, lost Vaughn Bell, uh, you know, another mm-hmm. safety. Uh, but you do bring back Mike Hilton, still one of the better corners in the division, even yep. though he's kind of smallish. Uh, but I still think the secondary could be their Achilles' heel. I mean, I don't feel like they did enough in the secondary. They did draft a couple guys, I think maybe second and third round, but those guys better be ready to play because you're going up against some elite talent in the AFC. So I, I think that could be their their weak spot.
0: Yeah, and that brings the question as far as this goes: Does since he had the firepower to climb atop the AFC and return to the Super Bowl after missing it last year?
1: I don't feel like they did enough. I mean, I think they have the firepower. I just don't think they have enough to stop other teams' firepower. Uh, you know, looking at their defensive line, I think they were 30th in sacks, I believe, but they were 13th in pressure percentage and 5th in quarterback knockdowns, which is pretty good. Uh, linebackers are kind of just okay. I just don't think they did enough. Uh, to, you know, obviously they beat Kansas City 2 years ago, but last year they couldn't get over, over the mountain. Uh, I don't know. I just don't I don't think they they took a step really, forward in the offseason, to me.
0: Yeah, no, I think they pretty much stayed PAT as far as that goes. They've they focused more on their offense, which when I think of Cincinnati, I think offense anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't really think of anyone off the top of my head that is a besides Jesse Bates or Von Bell, you know, two people that left. Uh, that are really people that stick out on my head as far as that go. I think Hendrickson is the only one I could. Yeah, really think yeah. of. Yeah,
1: I mean, him and uh, Sam Hubbard both, they combined for like 14 sacks last yeah. year, and they drafted Miles Murphy out of Clemson, another Ooh, defensive end that's good a good call. player. So, I mean, I think their defensive line is fine. It's the back seven that I worry a little bit about.
0: Well, they did pick up Jordan Battle from uh, Alabama.
1: Yeah, yeah, he was like a third round pick. Is that right? Yeah, Second yeah, or third round? Third round pick. Yeah. I mean,
0: he's not as solid as say Jesse Bates, but he's still a thumper, and he can actually hold off the back end pretty well for you.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, those rookie safeties, you know, you just worry a little bit if that's who you're going with on your first team. But mm-hmm. I mean, the Bengals are just a classic example of if you nail it in the first round, like they did with Burrow and Chase, you're, you're set for years. You know, yeah. they just absolutely killed it on those, those two picks. And then Higgins, obviously, the second-round pick. They nailed that one, too. So even though they don't like to spend a lot of money, you know, not being a big market team, I think they're solid, you know, going forward. I just don't think they, like we said, they just didn't do enough, I think, to topple the Chiefs.
0: Yes. And I think uh, at the same time, me personally, you know, this is going to be like the last year where they can actually get a chance to actually do this because next mm-hmm. year, of course, I don't have it turned up. They're going to have to pay Burrow.
1: Yeah, definitely going to have to pay Burrow. And um, Higgins. Oh, Higgins do too? The same, yeah, true. they got him in the same draft. Yeah, that was a good draft. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they'll definitely have to pay those guys for sure. Uh, and Chase will be, you know, coming up soon too. So, yeah, I mean, if they, don't, if they don't make it to the semifinals or the conference title game this year, minimum, I think it's kind of a disappointment for Cincy fans. You know, after two years, one going to the Super Bowl and then going to the finals last year, so – some high expectations.
0: Yeah, and uh, next week we'll definitely uh, cover that with our predictions. And, and in my personal opinion, if you do not do anything this year, you can go ahead and kiss <laughs> your chances of the Super Bowl goodbye for a little bit. Moving on to number two. forgot to do this one, number one.
1: <laughs> How could you forget that?
0: I, I, I don't know. So Cleveland. You know, kind of been kind of disappointing the last couple of years with all the talent that they've been acquiring by basically mortgaging away their, their future. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deshaun Watson in six games last year passed for 1,100 yards, seven touchdowns, and five interceptions. So you got a little bit of a sample size, but not something that really cleanses the palate.
1: Mm-mm. Yeah, I wasn't super impressed, but, you know, he did come in at like week 10 or 11. So you got to give him a full season to see what you got.
0: Yeah, and the bad thing is he came in against his former team. And then blow him out of the water. Which, yeah. Which, you know, whenever you're playing a team that is as sorry as the Texans, you should be able to actually do that.
1: Uh, I mean, what do you have, seven touchdowns, five interceptions? For
0: the six games that he played.
1: Yeah, that doesn't look great. But, I mean, still, you know, you, I think you still feel more confident in him than what you've had the last, you know, decade or two at quarterback. So, yeah. I mean, obviously Nick Chubb is about as solid as you can get, you know, other than Derek Henry, that guy's about as consistent as you can get.
0: And I do love Chubb. I mean, when he played for Georgia, I didn't really care for his ass. But, uh, (laughs) you know, when he's with Cleveland and everything, I've I've always liked the way he runs. He runs with a lot of power behind his pads and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, He did kind of like you just stole my notes as far as what I wrote, but he got over 1,500 yards and 12 touchdowns in 11 games. But in those games that – Deshaun Watson came back, he didn't get any.
1: Right. Yeah, that was a little bit of a concern, you know, especially for fantasy owners. But I mean Chubb just goes out there and does his thing. You know, he doesn't talk much, you know, don't hear much about him. Mm-hmm. Uh he already has a contract, but uh the guy's kinda quiet, but the guy is just he steady. comes in and works. Yep. And I mean, you you know he's gonna be one of the top five rushers year in year in and year out.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, you can't really go wrong with anything he does. And on the outside, they have Amari Cooper, who set a career high with nine touchdowns and 1,160 yards. Yeah,
1: that was pretty impressive with, you know, the mediocre quarterback play.
0: Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. when you go from, uh, was it Jacoby Bursett to, uh,
1: Sean, the to year. Sean
0: Watson, who didn't really do much. And I mean, they're saying that Sean, uh, I was reading up on this, that. Deshaun Watson is feeling a lot more comfortable, which I hope you would after one year. Yeah, it makes know, sense. Really, two years if you really want to be honest. But you know, you should be comfortable at that point. But a lot of the things that have actually been going on for Cleveland is I'm more impressed with what they're doing with their defense. Uh, to add to Miles Garrett, who was pretty much a one man show on the defensive side of the ball, besides Denzel Ward, you know, mm-hmm. but the front seven really didn't have any help. He's getting it now. I mean. They got Dalvin Tomlinson, who came in from Minnesota.
1: Yep, good pickup.
0: Uh, they got uh, Bonona Okoronico oh. from uh, Indianapolis. I do kind of remember the name a little bit.
1: I know the name, but I can't pronounce it.
0: it, it I probably killed it, but... Uh, uh, also another uh, signing that they actually got to actually help out the backside they got Juan Thornhill from the Kansas City Chiefs mm-hmm. so and I think that's going to be a player, a really good player and on offense they got another playmaker in Elijah Moore
1: yeah I like Elijah Moore uh, kind of the odd man out in New York mm-hmm. with the guys they brought in but I think he's a pretty good player and you still have Inj- Njoko who hasn't really exploded but you've seen glimpses mm-hmm. of good talent from him so I think with a Reliable quarterback, you might see a finally a really good season from him this year. Yeah. And then, um, uh, Siaka, Siaki Aka, another guy they drafted, I think maybe in the third round.
0: Yes, defensive tackle,
1: defensive tackle, 300, 335 pounds. So, great first step. I mean, defensive line wise, you're set. Yeah. Uh, the secondary, just like the Bengals, concerns me a little bit. Hopefully, Denzel Ward and Greg Newsom, they can bounce back from kind of underwhelming seasons. I mean, Denzel obviously has tons of talent, but last year wasn't great for him. So if they play up to their potential, this defense should be really stout.
0: And, it, I mean, it should be. I mean, they also drafted uh, Cedric Tillman, Jr., mm-hmm. one of your boys from Tennessee. Oh, mean,
1: really good player. He had some injury issues last year. Only mm-hmm. played, like, maybe four games. But preseason, he's looked really good. Uh, you did take away my sleeper, which is Ica, and, of course,
0: DTR, who has been just like kind of the preseason darling this year.
1: Yeah, yeah. well, you've talked about him maybe in Trey Bate down the road. I could definitely see
0: it. I mean, he's not going to get any starts as far as with Sean Watson there because, I mean, if you got a $254 million contract and, you know, you're going to start. That, that That's all there is to it. They did lose Kareem Hunt and Ernest Johnson to a free agency, but you kind of saw that coming anyway with both yeah. of them. Um,
1: I still don't think Kareem Hunt's been picked up yet. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I no, thought he was... It, I think
0: he went to the Saints.
1: I thought he went and just never got a deal done. Uh, I'd have to check up on that, but yeah. I believe he's still a free agent because I know he was talking to a couple other teams. But, yeah, I mean, listen to those two guys... You know, it's not that big of a big deal when you got Chubb. I mean, I feel like sometimes Kareem Hunt, you feel like you had to work him in, you know, because he's good. But I just, I like Chubb getting all the carries.
0: Yeah. And I mean, if you're getting someone, you know, like Chubb, I mean, you're good to go. And another person they lost was, of course, former number one pick, all time mm. gamecock great, Jadavian Clowney. Oh,
1: man. Clowney. I forgot he was still in the league. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, he didn't really do much last year. <laughs> Cloney, uh, I mean, he's done okay, you know, Houston, but I don't feel like he even came close to really hitting the potential he thought he had coming off South Carolina. Just absolute beast at South Carolina. Yeah, so yeah, I don't think that's that huge of a loss.
0: Yeah, you look back at that draft though, and I mean, the first two picks, you you would have thought like home run hits with him and Reggie Bush. It mm-hmm. was just like
1: mm. two guys that just couldn't live up to their oh. college.
0: No, it wasn't Reggie Bush. It was Mario Williams got drafted. Never mind. Sorry. I was about to say Reggie Bush and him in the same year. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So, I mean, I I don't know about you, but I still see the Browns as kind of the the last team in this division, but still good enough to beat any of the other teams in that division on a given day. So, I mean, I I could see them being like a 500 team.
0: So, interesting you would say that, because I actually have two questions for the Browns. Mm -hmm. One with all the additions made on the Browns defense, could they challenge the Ravens and Bengals and maybe get a playoff spot?
1: Mm, I don't think so because I think the Steelers are going to challenge those two those two teams. You think? Yeah, I just I like the Steelers better. Hmm. Yeah. but they are they're good enough. They're solid that they you know they could they could make a run.
0: Yeah, it's uh right now the North is actually considered the second hard, uh yeah second hardest division. I mean, I think
1: from top to bottom, it's the toughest division. I would think uh, so too. You know, obviously you have the Big Three in the AFC North, but I'm sorry, AFC East, but four teams all really good in this division. Mm-hmm. Definitely like the Smash Mouth division of the NFL for sure. So
0: yeah, I agree with that. And question number two uh, would be Will Deshaun make that next step after a lackluster debut uh debut last year after his legal troubles i can't talk today
1: i do think he'll get back to being one of the better quarterbacks in the league not a top five quarterback but probably a top 10 quarterback i don't think he's going to be a, him and chubb will be enough to get them to the playoffs but i think you'll see a much better sean watson this year than last year
0: yeah and i mean you just gotta get that chemistry uh you know of course you know when you're when you're able to practice with your teammates all the way up until the actual season starts. And then when you finally start your first game in week 11 or week 12, you're talking about 11, 12 weeks before you actually see your teammates facing real bullets. Yeah. And you're not allowed to actually go in there and be like, Hey, how you doing? Mm -hmm. You know, you are literally banned from the facility. So
1: yeah, I'm not going to hate on him for just being okay. Last year, this year will Mm -hmm. tell you,
0: yeah, this will tell you if uh, if Cleveland paid too much as far as, like, draft picks and whatnot or, you know. Oh, man, he
1: better be great. Yeah. Or it's not going to be worth it.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. So we're going to be moving on to the next one. So the Pittsburgh Steelers have 18 starters returning from last year, all 11 on offense. So that's a good thing. Uh, Kenny Pickett went 5-2 and two in his final seven games, though – he had only seven touchdowns to nine interceptions, mm,
1: that's but he's not been
0: yeah no he's been looking better this preseason though. Uh, Najee Harris had his second one thousand yard season, and George Pickens, led, George Pickens led his team in touchdown receptions before. That's pretty bad, mm-hmm. but you know as far as that we've talked about already, you know they've uh, they definitely look better than they did last year.
1: Oh yeah, I mean just watching a little bit of preseason and the fact that they won I think six out of their last seven last year. Uh, I mean that definitely bodes well for this season. I mean I think Pickett, even though his stat line looks pretty ugly, he did have three comeback wins and I believe four game winning drives in his rookie season. So I think that gives you a little, um, like John Elway esque, you know, characteristics. So I mean I'm I'm high on the Steelers. You know I don't think they're ready to uh, jump into the serious contender conversation, but I think playoff consideration for sure.
0: Yeah, and I mean, as far as their defense is concerned, a lot of people were really kind of lax on what they did last year, but a lot of people forget that T.J. Watt was on IR for most of the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And
0: uh, now it seems like he also has a running mate in Alex Highsmith, who's on the exact opposite side, who had a career-high 14.5. Came out of
1: nowhere, some small school in North Carolina. Yeah. I was like, is this – Allie Hosmith from Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> and that was like, Alex, who the heck is Alex Hosmith? Yeah. And I mean, they still got Cam Hayward in the
0: middle. He's 34, but, you know, Father Time hasn't got him yet. And he also had 10.5 sacks. And yeah, Michael really uh, Micah, Micah Fitzpatrick led the team with six interceptions. Uh, they were able to add uh, Patrick Peterson, which, you know, at this point, he's not what he was in Arizona.
1: Right. Who knows what he has left? I mean, yeah. he didn't look great last year.
0: And uh, they brought in Keneal Neal, a uh, canoe Neal uh, safety. Oh, yeah,
1: Count O'Neal, yeah. former Falcon. Yep. Definitely a big thumper. Coverage yes. isn't his specialty.
0: No, no, he, he probably needs to be more of a linebacker. But, uh, you know, Allen Robinson II is also over there, so they get a little bit more depth over in uh with their receiving corps, but they already kind of sat with George Pickens and Devontae uh, Johnson there.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think Deontay had some injuries last year too. So, uh, I mean, I think the duo of Pickens and Johnson has – a lot of potential, and Pickens looks like he could possibly be a breakout star this year, judging by preseason. Yeah, I know you hope so. (laughs) (laughs) I had him last year, and he did okay for me. But, yeah, I just – I don't know. You look at their offense and their defense, as long as Pickett keeps progressing, reduces the interceptions, I think this can be a really, really good team. I mean, (laughs) you look back, and you don't think they had a good season last year, but they still finished 9-8. and That's crazy,
0: because I would have thought they finished a lot. It it felt like a five-win season or something. because, I mean, as much – well, their defense captain in a lot of
1: games. Yeah, the defense. And
0: really I mean, good. they also lost a few players from that defense. Uh, Cam Sutton, who went to Detroit, Uh Devin, good player. Devin Bush, Miles Jack, both left, and so did Tyrell Edmonds, who is Tremaine Edmonds' little brother, I think. Yeah, uh, over in Chicago. Yeah, but they did draft some uh, some some beast actually. Uh, Darnell Washington, tight end,
1: oh, huge I mean, player, six foot eight. Jeez.
0: And I mean, good if, blocker too. Great blocker. And, I mean, if Fordmouth was not starting tight end for for Pittsburgh, I could see Darnell Washington taking it. If not, he's going to probably take I it mean, in the next couple of years.
1: He might run some two-tight end stuff with that yeah. offensive line. Oh, I mean, God, we got Najee Harris back there. I mean, that that, that could be potentially a really good power game.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, they also drafted Project uh, Jones, who solidifies the left side, so you don't have to worry about anyone coming across that brick wall on the left side.
1: Good player at Georgia, wasn't he? Yes, he was.
0: Georgia. And – uh one of my favorite, and someone I think that has a chance to be the defensive rookie of the year, Jerry Porter Jr. Mm. Second round, first pick.
1: Yeah, I've watched him a little bit in preseason. I think a couple of interceptions, yeah. but obviously good genes with his father. Yeah. Uh, but also yeah, a former Steeler, the guy at Penn State. I mean, super physical. He didn't really have many picks at Penn State, but you know, definitely their best defensive back the last couple of years. So, I mean, Steelers—they just are a franchise that just knows what they're doing. You know, yeah. like they are never down for very long and with Mike Tomlin you just know they're going to be feisty for sure.
0: So kind of already kind of know where you're going to lean with this question. So the question is, Pittsburghers known for not paying a lot for, to keep their free agents. Could this bite them in the ass this year?
1: I don't think so. I think they've drafted well enough that they can overcome those losses that you mentioned. I mean, yeah, there were some solid players that left, but I think depth-wise on defense especially, they they had the replacements. Um you know, offensively It wasn't pretty last year, but I think you're building towards something. And if Pickens and Pickett both take that next step. They're uh, already developing that chemistry. Yeah, I think you're on the road to something good.
0: Mm -hmm. So, now we're going down to Baltimore. Ravens. So, they had a lot going on this offseason. Not really, but mainly with their – main cornerstone player uh they returned 16 starters nine on offense seven on defense and one of them of course lamar jackson who got paid finally a huge deal uh felt like a decade of negotiations for that whole year it did i got tired of hearing about that oh man uh but you know finally they paid him what he's worth Uh, i think he's worth a little bit more because of what he's been able to do for that team in the last four years. But you know, that's just me. Uh, Baltimore also bought in OBJ and Nelson Aguilar and also drafted Zay flowers. You already know how I feel about those, the two before that. I, I do. Zay. I do
1: like Zay flowers. I
0: love Zay flowers. I don't really care for OBJ or Nelson Aguilar, but you know, that's just mm-hmm. me, but there's going to be one thing that actually came in that a, a lot of people kind of under the radar. They replaced Greg Grumman, who was a run associated offensive t- uh, offensive coordinator mm-hmm. and you know lamar jackson probably will love this a lot more because he's not going to be doing a lot of quarterback draws and run plays mm-hmm. uh and they replaced him with todd
1: uh, Todd muncom mm-hmm.
0: and basically bring it the offense out of the 1930s what's your ideas
1: i mean todd Munkin was extremely expressive at georgia you know they brought him in i didn't really know much about him but the balance they had the last few years of georgia just you know i mean special obviously they have a lot year. of talent but you have a really special a uh, great play caller does a great job of the tight ends. Obviously when you have Bowers and Washington, that, you know, it's a little easier, but I think they upgraded that to, uh, OC for sure.
0: Well, when he can make your boy Stetson Bennett look like John, right. I
1: mean, God, <laughs> now he's got Lamar Jackson to work with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my big question for the Ravens, and I mean, this is basically what it boils down to is can Lamar Jackson get back to playing at an MVP level or are those days behind him? And what do you think?
0: I think he can. Uh, the big question for me is if he can stay healthy because the last couple of years he's been, you know, knocked out and everything. And I know a lot of people say, well, we got Todd Huntley, Todd Huntley ain't shit. I mean, a lot of people serviceable, serviceable, but did he really earn that pro bowl last year? No, <laughs> exactly. There was plenty Several of
1: guys that just didn't want to go.
0: Uh, yeah. They're, they're like, you know, I got like a hair appointment or something, but, uh, <laughs> you know, they, you know, as far as their defense goes, they did, uh, get pat. They still have Patrick queen who <laughs> was, uh, been kind of a, Pleasant surprise for him. Really good. Uh, of course, they got my boy, Woquan Smith, who, uh, you know, you heard me for like three weeks after that trade, which.
1: Still can't believe the Bears let him go, but now they got him for a full season in yeah. Baltimore.
0: Yeah, and they're going to have him for six more years because they uh, they paid the man.
1: Yeah, that's, that's some pretty good linebackers with those yeah. two. Uh,
0: playing side by side, who I wouldn't want to be a running back. But uh, they also lost a few other players. They've lost Marcus Peters, Jason Pierre Paul. Khalees Campbell, which will be a, that one will hurt quite a bit because he's still really good. Yeah.
1: When the Falcons, yeah.
0: Yeah. And then uh, Ben Powers, their guard, who uh, they would actually run.
1: Solid player, with, yeah. Lamar
0: Jackson behind.
1: <laughs> yeah, good player. Not, um, not,
0: not their running backs, your quarterback. So,
1: yeah. I mean, they're going to rely on, I guess, some young guys, you know, first round pick, Adolphe Yowa. I don't know if I mm-hmm. pronounced that right, but second round pick, David Ajobu. Those two guys are definitely going to have to step up a pass rusher. To replace those players. Uh, you know, obviously Marlon Humphrey and Kyle Hamilton, former first round picks, they lead a pretty good secondary. I don't think they're going to take a step back in the secondary. Uh, but another thing with the Ravens is like, can they be more explosive and hit on some big plays? I mean, Zay Flowers might help that, but that's to me been the issue with them is they're not an explosive team. You know, they kind of have to march the ball down the field and rely on Johnson Tucker way too much.
0: Yeah. Either that or also have, uh, uh, You know, dump-offs to Mark Andrews, but I I do like that they're trying to get better players, especially in the receiving core, because Bateman wasn't going to be doing it. Rashard Bateman is not your number one. and Even though I don't look at OBJ as a number one anymore, or I damn sure don't look at Nelson Aguilar as a number one (laughs) at all. Was he ever? No, no, he never was. He had one good year in Philly, but you know, I think Baltimore Mm -hmm. has a chance that they can actually compete with Cincy, possibly even take that division if they It's right there, especially with the defense that they have. And, you know, they did lose some key players with Marcus Peters uh, and Campbell, but I think they have enough there that they can actually make a run at it, especially with the drafting of Zay Flowers, which Mm -hmm. I think is just electric. Um, It's pretty bad when your quarterback leads your team in carries.
1: Yeah, that's not a good sign. I mean, J.K. JK Dobbins, it seems like we've been waiting forever for him to have a healthy season, Mm -hmm. and yet. You know, were we on his third or fourth year? Yeah. And he still hasn't. So, we'll see if this is the year.
0: Well, even last year, they I remember Devin drafted J.K. Dobbins, then traded for uh-huh. Josh Edwards. I mean, there was like yeah. two or three running backs gone.
1: Yeah, you can like set your watch to it every year yeah. with him. But, yeah, I mean, if he has a healthy season, I agree with you. They can give the Bengals a run for sure.
0: And, you know, that, that kind of begs the question.
1: With OBJ and
0: Baltimore and Monk and Colin plays and a healthy backfield, could this be the best team that Lamar Jackson has had around him since he entered the NFL?
1: I think it's the most weapons he's had around him, uh, assuming that Mark Andrews is back healthy. I think he had some injury problems last year, mm-hmm. too. You definitely have more weapons for sure. Uh, defensively, I don't think teams are necessarily scared of Baltimore anymore, you know, like the Ray Lewis days, mm-hmm. but it's still a good defense. Uh, still, I think, a top 10 defense mm-hmm. in the league. I agree. So, I think they have what it takes to compete with the Bengals. I still think, I still give the edge of the Bengals, mm-hmm. but they're they're right there and they could definitely, if things fall their way, take that division.
0: I agree with that. And, uh, I mean, it's just, it depends on what happens with Cincy, especially with Burrow probably going to be missing the first three games of the mm-hmm. year. You know, some of them are talking that he might actually be back for the opener, but we'll see what happens. But, you know, as far as Baltimore is concerned, I, I honestly think, like you said, this is the most weapons they ever had. I mean, they really never tried to put something around Lamar Jackson. They just relied strictly on him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if it was someone they drafted high in the round, it was always felt like a offensive lineman or defensive player.
1: Yeah, just like the Patriots. You know, they just haven't invested much in weapons, uh, wide receivers. So <laughs> Other than Mark Andrews, what, it was a second-round pick, maybe a third-round pick a couple years ago out of Oklahoma. But other than that, really haven't gone after many first-round receiver types. Until flowers.
0: No. And uh, so second question, this would be the first half of the 12 pack for this one and only 12 packs that we'll do. Uh, question is Patrick Mahomes put the rest of notion that you can't have an expensive quarterback salary and challenge for the, uh, for the championship. The AFC North will have three of the highest paid players as far as quarterback goes after Burrow gets his contract after the end of this year is uh, of all these three, is there anyone that can join him in debunking this theory?
1: Mm, anyone in this division?
0: Yes, I think you have two: in Burrow and uh, Lamar Jackson for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, for a
0: while there, Lamar Jackson was—you know—they said that he couldn't beat Patrick Mahomes in the last year. He actually did, but he got hurt towards the end of the
1: year. Yeah, I, I just, I don't trust Mara making it through a full season uh, without getting injured at some point. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, obviously, he got his deal. He got his money. I just don't think they're quite to the level that they can make a Super Bowl at this point. But, you know, I mean, it's – I'm not saying they can't, but it's not likely. So I I don't think – at this point in his career, what is he, like close to 30 years old?
0: 28, I believe.
1: Yeah, I think paying Patrick Mahomes made a little more sense because he's younger. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lamar Jackson has a couple years on him. So – i mean i felt like you had to pay him or you're gonna take a huge step back but i don't think in this case it's going to mount to the super bowl
0: right well we'll stop uh this for right now we're going to take a quick break and be right back so uh we have to actually uh we actually misspoke on the age of lamar jackson uh he's I apologize. actually that was my fault. <laughs> yeah uh and also uh by looking at this there was another interesting fact that uh your, your boy actually heard. What, what was that, Seth?
1: Uh, your boy Stetson Bennett, 25, only one year younger. I mean, I, I know Patrick gets tired of hearing <laughs> that, but same with Hendon Hooker, who's also a rookie, 25 years old. It's like, good Lord, it feels like Lamar Jackson's been in the league for 10 years.
0: Yeah, I mean, Stetson Bennett must have been in the retirement home for a little bit in Georgia, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're moving on over to F C West. We're going to try to go a little bit quicker with this, um, but – Kansas City actually re, uh, you know, of course they're coming off a Super Bowl win. You can't really get much higher than that. Give the only them the
1: respect, can, damn it.
0: Yeah. So we'll, 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 we'll put some respect on their question <laughs> in a second. But uh, Kansas City is going to be returning 17 starters. Uh, Patrick Mahomes passed for 5,250 yards, uh, 41 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. First player since Kurt Warner to win the MVP and Super Bowl, which is 1999.
1: Mm, wow, God, so that's a long time ago.
0: Yeah, and he did this without you know having a true number one receiver after Tyreek right. Hill left, and they actually got better because he had to. Spread it out. Take out, yeah, basically get what uh, take what the defense gave them. They could do have a better running back than what they probably had. Would uh, Well, they definitely have a better running back than Clyde edwards helaire right, For sure. Uh, and Isaiah Pachinko, uh, Chris Jones, had 15 and a half sacks and will continue to anchor the line as they found a breakout star, in my opinion, on defense with Nick Bolton, who had 180 tackles.
1: Yeah, Bolton had a crazy good season.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, they did lose two good players as far as, like, both their tight, uh, both their tackles, Andrew Wiley, went over to Washington. While Orlando Brown Jr. of course went to uh, Bengals, the Bengals, and then Juan Thornhill on defense went to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank Clark is no longer there, and your boy Juju is now in New New England.
1: Oh, that's not a big loss. <laughs>
0: Uh defend uh on in the draft they really didn't really get a whole lot of players. They got a lot of projects from what I saw. The only one that really stood out to me was Felix and Duque Uzama from uh Kent City. Uh not Ken City, but Ken State. So he doesn't have to go that far from school.
1: Yeah, yeah. A high selling player, but you know, kinda raw at this point. I don't think he'll be playing too much this year, but I mean, they didn't really need to do much. I mean, I think the loss of Orlando Brown is a little bit that's going to understated. Hurt. You know, you brought in Donovan Smith from Tampa Bay, but I think that's a little bit of a downgrade to me.
0: Well, they got Jawan Taylor to replace uh, Orlando
1: Brown. Oh, that's right. You got Donovan Smith on the other side. Jawan yeah. Taylor came over from Jacksonville, right? Yeah. Uh, so we still have Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith in the middle. So it's still a solid offensive line. I mean, you can't say enough about Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey. I mean, the guy the greatest tight
0: end and ever played a game in
1: my yeah. Opinion. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is already creeping into that conversation as like a top five quarterback. I mean, I don't know how you feel about that, no. but I think he's he's, <laughs> he's getting, getting there. close. He's getting there. And, I mean, Kelsey, even though he's getting older, the guy's still just uber productive. I think at wide receiver, like we were talking about, they definitely didn't take a step back. I mean, I think Sky Moore has potential, definitely has a better higher selling than Schuster. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Valdez-Scantling had a decent year last year after oh, coming over from Green Bay. Yeah. Uh, and then you have Kadarius Toney, kind of the more shifty receiver. Uh, you know, I thought he had a decent career at the Giants before he came over here. But no, I agree with that. I don't know. I don't see him slowing down. I mean, I I don't like Kansas City mainly because I don't really care for uh, Mahomes and Kelsey. But you know, that until you knock them down, you know, it's like you got to beat the man to be the man.
0: Yeah. And that brings the question: putting respect on their name. Do you think that the Chiefs will defy logic again and
1: repeat? I don't. I'm kind of biased. I think. The Eagles, to me, just have a more complete team overall. Uh, last year was kind of, you know, just down to the wire, could have gone either way, but I think this is the Eagles' year.
0: And it, it's a shame that last year we've, we talked about that afterwards that, you know, it was a, uh, a holding call that kind of ruined probably one of the better Super Bowls that we ever Mm -hmm. saw. And the last two minutes of the game was so anticlimactic because it was literally just down, 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 kick, field goal. Yeah. But, you know, I don't think – I think a lot of the rivals with the Bills, the Bengals, and stuff like that have done more to improve their teams, improve their chances.
1: Mm -hmm. Um you think some of the other teams have called up with Kansas City a little bit and AFC? A little
0: bit. I mean, and that's one of those things that we kind of touched up on a little bit earlier is that whenever you are paying a quarterback a huge salary like what you're doing with uh, Patrick Mahomes, now Lamar Jackson, soon-to-be Burrow, and Deshaun Watson, you yep. don't really have a lot of money to spread out to the rest of the team. I mean, Josh no. Herbert, who we're going to be talking about in a little bit, got Same is now the richest got the richest quarterback contract, well, richest player contract in NFL history. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, good on you, but we'll see what happens in the next few years. But I don't think that they will repeat. I think someone else will have a chance. But it's I'm so
1: wondering. tough to repeat. I mean, it, it's Especially just... in
0: this day and age. There's no more dynasties. No yeah. Right? And yeah. the fact that New England was able to do it like they did for all those years, you know, defied logic.
1: That's mm-hmm. yeah. exactly right.
0: So, moving on to the second one in a personal favor. Las Vegas Regulars. The Raiders. They have 14 starters coming back, seven on offense, seven on defense. Garoppolo has replaced Eric Carr and supposedly fits Josh Daniels' system better, which I could see because, you know, they played, you know, they're in the same system when they was in New England. Mm-hmm. in a close relationship. Uh, Josh Daniels was the man last year, had over 2,053 yards and 12 touchdowns uh, as far as scrimmage yards. Devontae Adams had a better year than I thought he did. (laughs) Yeah,
1: he actually has pretty good stats.
0: Yeah, 100 100 catches, 1,513 yards, 14 touchdowns. That's even
1: taking out that game where he shoved the uh, cameraman, right?
0: Yeah, (laughs) which is crazy. So he would have probably had, like, well, Derek Carr was just feeding Yeah, But, you know, they did the same thing when they were at – in the Fresno State. But uh they did lose some players. Uh they added players too. They also added uh Jacoby Myers, Austin Hooper, uh, DeAndre Carter, who came in from the other uh Los Angeles team known as Chargers, uh, Max Crosby. Now this is what's crazy. This is what actually hurts them. And I'm, mm, their defense was ranked twenty eighth and gave up forty twenty four point six points a game and was ranked twenty sixth overall. And so Max Crosby, who's your defensive end, mm-hmm. led the team in tackles. Stood. I uh, <laughs> love had 12, Max Crosby. 12 and a half sacks. Well, I love Crosby, too, but it's it's pretty bad when your defensive end is leading your team in sack, yeah, tackles. Yeah, that, that's
1: not a great song, no. <laughs>
0: um, but they also lost, of course, David Crower, but they lost Aaron Waller. They lost Foster Monroe. They lost Mac Collins. They lost Denzel Perryman. Rock your sin. They lost a lot of
1: players. Oh, they did.
0: And, I mean, their draft was pretty good. They got Tyree Wilson, who was, uh, I rated, uh, I think, uh, the sixth pick going to Seattle. But they got him in eighth. Mm -hmm. Uh, Michael Meyer uh, from uh, Notre Dame. Aiden O'Connell. I got the killer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Aiden O'Connell and uh, Brian Young Mm -hmm. uh, from Alabama. I mean, they had a really good uh, draft. And they also picked up Christopher Smith, the second from uh, Georgia.
1: Yeah, a good player. Yeah, really good draft. I mean, looking at these names, that's really solid.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just, hmm. what's your ideas right it's
1: now? Such a tough division. Uh, I mean, I love what they have at running back and quarterback, you know, just two absolute studs with Jacobs and Adams. Garoppolo, another guy that just can't seem to finish a season. I don't think you're really upgrading that position uh, no, going from Derek Carr. So you probably downgrade a little bit there uh defensively you know every year it seems like they have pieces to be a better defense and somehow they still rank towards the bottom of the league i mean part of that i guess is because you're going up against these great offenses in the division but every other than other than defensive line i don't like the back seven too much uh defensive backs they did bring in marcus peters uh so that's you know that that's an improvement uh but i still i don't know brought in chandler jones too right or was that last year they brought him in from Arizona? Uh, that was last year. Okay, so, yeah, I think you're good a defensive line. But I just don't think they did enough. Lost a lot of good players. And the
0: last seven players on the backside of the offensive line. And yeah. I mean,
1: yeah, I don't think they did enough to catch up with the teams in front of them. You know, them and Denver, to me, still bottom two in that division. So,
0: <laughs> I think this has a lot to do with what their leadership is. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Josh McDaniels. I never will be a fan of Josh McDaniels. I mm-hmm. don't know why you would hire Josh McDaniels. I mean, the dude kind of took the Denver franchise and ran it into the ground when he had his chance there. You sit there and you chase off your starting quarterback. You replace him with a quarterback that has always hurt. You get rid of probably your best pass-catching Player outside of Avante Adams and Darren Waller, yeah, he was injured quite a bit. But I mean, at the same time, you're looking at the system that you have, and you bring in someone that is always hurt, always hurt. And a lot of people really want to put the blame on what happened last year with Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. But Derek Carr actually had a decent year; he wasn't that bad. When you sit there and you tell me that your team your team was ranked 28th and gave up 24.6 points a game. That's not telling me that your problem is on the offensive side and at your quarterback's. That's telling me that your biggest problem is over there on defense and you need to actually upgrade that. But yet you go ahead and you let people – your fucking damn defensive end led the team in tackles. That's supposed to be your linebacker.
1: Mm, What passion. And
0: I just – oh, God, I hate The Uh, Belichick. The Belichick – Fucking coaching tree. tree! I just can't stand it. Matt, Patricia, Josh McDaniels, Romeo Cornell is probably the only one that I actually liked. Charlie West, I mean, god, garbage.
1: I mean, somehow they still always find jobs. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think the uh, the Darren Waller thing I totally understand. But I think they might have put their eggs in the Aaron Rodgers basket, you know, mm-hmm. hoping to get him. And when that didn't work out, they had to pivot to Garoppolo. So yeah, I don't, I don't think that's going to be good for them, but you know, Garoppolo is a decent quarterback, so I don't think they're going to be terrible by any means. I just don't see them really improving too much on last year.
0: I agree with that. But, uh, two questions on this team. Better late than ever. Will Garoppolo be an improvement over Derek Carr? We kind of already touched up on
1: this. Sorry about that. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think so. Uh, Carr didn't have a great year last year, but still, I don't think Garoppolo is even going to have those kind of numbers. So, I'm gonna say no on that one. Okay.
0: And I agree with that. I don't think Garoppolo, I mean, it, it, as much as he's been injured, I mean you had a seventh round selection to overtake him after you after the previous franchise he was at, gave him a at time record deal for him. So Right.
1: He looks good though. Yeah. I he mean, looks great in a suit.
0: Yeah, he does. I mean, Playboy bunnies and all. <laughs> Question number three. And this is something I really think is gonna happen. Seth. Do you think Josh McDaniels will be a Black Monday casualty after the season ends? Keep in mind his career record is 17-28 and as a head coach.
1: Mm -hmm. Right now, I would say I'm leaning that way. Mm -hmm. I think they have enough talent that they could claw their way to a decent season, but I think as of right now, I would say yeah, he'll be a casualty. This division is just too tough. That conference is too tough. I haven't looked at their total schedule, but I'm just having to play those other three teams. I mean, that that alone, six games right there, that's going to be a murderer's row. Yeah.
0: And, I mean, despite the fact that I don't really care for the guy as far as, like, his coaching style and what he does with franchises, uh, you look at what he's going up against. I mean, you got Andy Reid. Sean Payton just came in. Uh, McDaniels, is that who it is? uh who's the coach for uh, oh god
1: I can't think of his name the charters coach.
0: Yeah and I know the name off the top of my head but for some reason I'm drawing a blank. But anyway, you got three other great offensive minds. You're supposedly this great offensive mind. You kinda are this great offensive mind, but you really have improved it as a head coach. And you know, whenever you got the talent that you have, I mean Garoppolo is nice Grub, but I think he's an improvement over Derek Carr. And whenever you sit there and you alienate your star quarterback like you did last year, that tells me a lot of not only your job, your, your talents as a head coach, but your character as a person.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, Brandon Staley was the coach of Chargers that we couldn't Thank think you. of. But yeah, I mean, it, it's to me, like we're always saying, you know, if you're not really good, then you might as well be really bad, and the Raiders are kind of stuck in that you know no man's yeah. land right now. Yeah. So, well, I don't see Gropplos getting them out of that.
0: No. And you know, with the coach that you have right now, you might be drafting the next Demarcus Russell. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> oh, trust or me. Or Tim Tebow. Oh God. <laughs> We could go on forever. Uh, So the Chargers are next on the list. Starters, uh, returning are 17, 10 on offense, 7 on defense. Makes me actually wonder who the one guy that ain't there no more is. Anyway, that's a lot of starters coming back. Yeah. Uh, So uh, Josh Herbert is locked into the biggest, uh, like we just talked about earlier. Uh, He is now the highest paid player of all time in the NFL. Uh, You know. Had a good year last year, 4,700 yards, 25 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Austin Eckler led in the, uh, the AFC in touchdowns. or actually, the NFL in touchdowns with 18 for the second straight season and wants a new contract. Oh, yeah.
1: Another guy playing on a one-year, what, franchise tag this year?
0: Yeah. Well, I or don't even they... know if they gave him that. I think he's basically just playing in his deuces after this. Gotcha. Uh, receivers uh, – the receiving court got a boost last year uh, this – Pass draft with Quinn Johnson getting picked. Uh, Keenan Allen was uh, restri- uh, restricted to 10 games due to injuries and stuff like that. Hey, but he played good when he came back. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> no he did it. <laughs> he had like only 700 yards. but uh, Mike Williams led the team in reception in yards. Uh, defense was ranked 20th, but it was ranked 28th against the run. Mm. And uh, Khalil Mack and, you know, took a step back, but he still had led the team in sacks with eight uh, at the age of 31. Uh, they drafted oh,
1: his career is just flown by yeah. Jesus, thirty one.
0: Yeah, you know, I didn't ever think about that either, but I guess he was like twenty four when he got drafted. But mm-hmm. uh as far as draft goes, they got uh Dallin Henry, a linebacker, uh waited until the sixth round to address the interior, which would be Taloui uh Tulalupu, who uh actually did very good. Yeah, good USA. player. Yeah, yeah, really good player.
1: 13.5. Like
0: yeah. That actually might be the third round pick. But that was second. Oh, second?
1: Yeah, they got Day and Henley in the third round, hmm. another linebacker.
0: Well, they got another linebacker in free agency, which was Eric Kendricks, which is actually a really solid pickup from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did lose their uh, leading, tackler to, uh, leading tackler to free agency, which was Drew Tranquil. And uh, their running mate back there were Duran James, which is Nassar Adderley. Kyle Van uh, Noy also left as well.
1: Hmm. So, what are you thinking and I love the offense. Um, I'm not sold on the the head coach. I think the last couple of years the choke jobs uh, were not a good look for him, especially the playoff game. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, obviously Herbert, Eckler, Allen, and Williams, and then you add in Quentin Johnston. I mean, just a pretty looking offense out there. Uh, you know, I, I think defensively they didn't really do much uh, to boost that. You know, obviously they still have Joey Bosa. I thought I like their linebackers bringing in Kendricks, and you still have Khalil Mack, obviously. Mm-hmm. Secondary, uh, Derwin James, obviously, is a stud. The other guys in the secondary kind of pedestrian, but, um, I think they're going to be a high scoring team, but they're going to give up some points again. And I, I still don't think they have it, what it takes to topple Kansas City, but I do think they're a playoff team.
0: Yeah. No, I, I do agree with that. Uh, they're always going to be in the running. I mean, basically, that whole off it's kind of like saying the Wild, Wild West. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be a shootout every single time. Um, the offense is just stacked. I think, really and truthfully, they should have addressed, you know, whenever I think of the the Charger teams from the early 2000s, always thought about their defense, like Sean Merriman and, you know, the fact that they had uh, Igor Zaki in the middle and stuff like that. Uh but they just don't have that big body to eat up any of the t- uh, guards or anything like that to have their their linebackers flow. And when you have a three four, I believe it's a three four they run. Um, you want to have that nose tackle that you know, defense wall forks. You know, mm-hmm. your uh, Tony Saragusas, your Sam Adams. You want those big guys that sit there and they can eat up two, three blocks and give your team a chance to go make the play. But until they do that, I can't really consider them a true threat to actually make it to the Super Bowl. And that's just the way I feel about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just don't trust Eli at this point, especially going up against Andy Reid. You know, give me Andy Reid all day long. But um, I mean, I think Herbert obviously has shown what kind of talent he has. He's just got to prove now that he can win the big games. I agree. And I mean, with those weapons, there's no excuses. You know, this year is definitely, we were talking about it in the chat uh, a couple of days ago. Who has the most pressure on him this year? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Herbert, with that contract, as far as the AFC, I feel like he has the most pressure on him. So.
0: And I can agree with that because I mean, whenever you are sitting there and you got, like I said before, you know, we just discussed the biggest contract in the NFL. You're you're also getting the biggest expectations. Oh yeah. So that brings us to the question: Could this be the year that Kenan Allen and Austin Neckler played their last games in a Chargers uniform?
1: I definitely can see that. I don't see any signs that Eckler's going to be brought back. I mean, I don't. They have a couple running backs that they drafted this year. I can't remember the smaller guy's name, but he's looked Johnson. good. In pre, yeah, look good in preseason. Definitely don't see Eckler getting a big contract there. And then Allen, I think with his age, injury history, you can kind of see the writing on the wall after drafting Quentin Johnson. You already still have Mike Williams, so yeah, I think it's very likely those two guys are gone next year.
0: Yeah and I mean it it's a shame because you wanna see you wanna see them do good and everything like that. I I mean I've always liked the Chargers, I always liked the uniforms, I you know, but True, yeah. I, have too. Just, I still
1: mm-hmm. wish they were in San Diego, but you know, that's water on the bridge and all.
0: Yeah. Well, hopefully they'll begin the next, you know, franchise from the NFL. Moving on to the Broncos. The returning 15 starters, seven on offense, eight on defense. One, of course, is your boy, Russell Wilson, who threw for – Now, we do – Don't call him my boy. <laughs> I'm done with him. He's dead to me. <laughs> well, you know, he did throw for 3,500 yards.
1: 3,500, meaningless yards.
0: 16 <laughs> touchdowns and 11 interceptions. But he finished with six TDs in the final two weeks after Hackett was fired. Mm-hmm. Uh, running backs, they got Javante Williams that will be spelled by Med Smith. favorite, Sam Perrine, uh, who will ran well whenever Joe Mixon went down. Mm-hmm. Uh, receivers, oh my God. It's like Baltimore with the running backs last year.
1: Just can't get over that injury bug. The only one they really have is Cortland Sutton at this point, who hasn't really lived up to expectations. So uh, I think
0: far. I think he's going to live up to uh, his fantasy drafting now uh, because he's <laughs> last man be, standing. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah he's pretty much the only guy he's going to be able to throw to. Uh, their defense, of course, led by Patrick Sertain, the second uh, Justin Simmons led the NFL with six interceptions. Um, they added Zach Allen, who came in from Phoenix or Arizona. Sorry, Ben mm-hmm. Powers and Mike Gletchy both went uh came over with on big deals so you know they're gonna probably run the ball a little bit more
1: yeah denver spent some money in the offseason
0: well it's kind of surprised me because i thought they were strapped after the russell wilson deal but um they did lose Draymond draymont jones and kareem jackson and dalton riser reisner who was a really good anchor for them on the offensive line they did now i was actually surprised with who they were able to draft in the third round which was Drew Sa- Sanders from Arkansas? Yeah, I so, saw really he had a pick, pick
1: the other day in one of the preseason games.
0: Mm-hmm. I think he's uh, he's also probably someone that can be in contention for the defensive rookie of the year. Uh, they also picked up Marvin Mims Jr. But the biggest thing that they did this year was they got Sean Payton
1: come coach on Definitely the biggest thing. When you go from Hackett to Sean Payton, I mean that is like night and day. Hackett, I thought it did one of the worst jobs, <laughs> and I'm quoting Sean Payton pretty much, <laughs> but he did one of the worst jobs you I've ever watch seen. Watch out, Aaron Rodgers,
0: come get you now. That's
1: true. Hopefully, Aaron doesn't hear this.
0: Keep his coach out <laughs> your mouth.
1: But I think Sean Payton will just absolutely be a huge difference for them. Uh, I mean, I think they're still kind of build coming out of that hole, you know, losing a lot on the front seven, but offensively, I think they'll be solid. You know, they need to get Judy back. Uh, obviously i think Mims is a pretty good pickup a speedster from oklahoma uh, and then Javante williams as long as he's healthy i think perine is a really good backup uh, i mean i'm not saying they're going to the playoffs this year because i don't think they are no. but i still think you're going to see a big improvement from last year
0: no and i think with uh you know as far as that's concerned i don't think i think sam perine's going to take this starting job eventually that's possible uh, i mean i mean he's uh, he fits more of he's not a scat back is what typically what sean payton wants mm-hmm. but he is a very tough runner and whenever you got ben powers and mike McCletchy who are really good run blocking offensive linemen you kind of want to have a power back that's behind there and i mean he ain't like slow as shit mm-hmm. he's actually pretty quick but uh you no, know, I do like what they did. You know the Drew Sanders thing. I thought very highly of him. I thought he, you know, him falling to the third round is a huge slight. I always, I had him picked as high as I believe twenty eighth in the first round. I yeah, I'm not line. sure
1: why he slipped so far. Uh, I don't know if he's a tweener. You know, kind of like defensive end slash linebacker. But I'm not sure why he dropped so far.
0: Well, he'll he'll be able to fit in that system, and uh, you know, I don't think he he may be an upgrade as far as like Bradley Chubb when he was there but Bradley Chubb didn't really live up to his expectations when he was drafted by Denver either.
1: No, that's true. I mean, you do have a really good secondary led by Sertañ. I think they rank 4th in yards per attempt, so they do have that to lean on. Uh, you know, I, I don't think uh, I don't think they have enough weapons at wide receiver to challenge the Chargers and the Chiefs, but I do think with uh Wilson getting coached up by Payton that they're going to be competitive in a lot more games
0: and that is uh, that's kind of I don't have it written down but I'm pretty sure that's what the question was was do you think that Sean Payton will be able to actually resurrect <laughs> Russell Wilson's career even though Russell Wilson I think he's like 34 at this point 32-34 yeah, yeah. so do you think he can possibly do that Cause I, I, mean,
1: I think he can get him uh, back to playing at a high level I mean I think those days of Russell Wilson being like a Pro Bowl player are over but I do think he can play at a high level again I think Payton is definitely the guy to get him there
0: not only that, I mean, that it'll be kind of hard to get in the Pro Bowl on the AFC side right now anyway with all the – Oh, yeah. It was like an exodus of all the good players went over to the AFC. I mean, the best team that's in the AFC, uh, NFC right now is arguably Philly. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, the Broncos just made so many bad choices. I mean, not all of it was Elway's fault, but a lot of it was. You know, obviously the Wilson trade, uh, they just kind of got fleeced by Seattle.
0: Well, not, not only that, you got to think about his – You know, he stepped down, I think, this past year from uh, player personnel. Yes. And you look at what his draft record as far as trying to get a quarterback was when he was in Denver. I mean, Paxton Lynch, Hmm. Uh, Brock Osweiler.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's just like four or five guys since Peyton that just didn't work out. Drew Locke. Oh, man, it's just been rough.
0: And a lot of of that group, I thought, if anything, Drew Locke would have been the guy, but he wasn't.
1: Nope. But I mean, I think uh, Wilson will be. The guy this year, I just don't think he has enough around him, you know, to get him to the playoffs. I see, like maybe a five hundred season.
0: Yeah, I I don't even know if I can see that um, because you know when your offense is based on what your receivers can do and everything like that, and you lose three of your top four. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's. It, I
1: mean, Judy will be back what six weeks or something? I can't remember, if it's six or eight weeks. But by then, obviously, Patrick's out again for like the fourth time. So.
0: Yeah, I think he's gonna be a coach really soon.
1: Yeah, him and J. K. Dobbins need to get together and start some kind of uh <laughs> some fund or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> some A some AAU football team or something like that. Be like a uh, that new uh I haven't seen it yet, but it's on uh HBO Max B S U or B S High School or whatever, <laughs> which is about I'll the check uh, it out. Yeah. So But uh yeah, that pretty much does us for uh today. Uh Anything else you want to touch up on at all? I
1: just wanted to bring up uh, a few bets. I mean, I don't know how many degenerate gamblers are on here besides myself. Uh, but, you Let's know, last weekend, usually I do like a SEC spotlight at the end of the show. But, you know, since there weren't any games except for Vandy, I'm just going to talk about a couple picks. But last week I went 4 for 4 not to brag. But I did uh, go with Notre Dame, which we covered earlier. Took Notre Dame and the points, which I think they were laying like 20 points. Easily covered that. I was going to say,
0: that's <laughs> still a good deal.
1: And then they. I also picked the under in that game, which I think was forty nine, and it only you know I think the total was forty three. So then I went with Vandy. I took uh, I took the over in the Vandy game, which was pretty easy to me. They ended up scoring sixty three. The over was fifty five, and then I also took uh, Hawaii and the seventeen, which I think they ended up losing my seven. So I mean, big week for me, but. Uh, this week we got all these good games, so it was kind of hard for me to narrow down three games. Uh, but what I did was I went with FSU. I'm sorry, LSU covering the two points against FSU. I just I think they're too tough in the trenches.
0: And at that point, I mean, if you're talking that little bit of a spread, you're t- pretty much talking
1: push. Yeah, kind of a toss up. But yeah. I think the game is still in New Orleans. Correct? Is that right? Yes. Okay, so that's kind of like home field advantage for them. Uh, the other game I took was I'm trying to think. Duh, 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 duh. I didn't take Florida. Who else did I take? Um,
0: UNC South Carolina. I took
1: South Carolina in that one, even though they're a couple of points underdog. I think South Carolina is going to come out and just be hungrier than North Carolina. I don't trust Matt Brown at all. I just, I don't know. It's another toss up. You know, two really good quarterbacks, but I'm going with the home team, South Carolina, mm-hmm. and Andy should like that. He should appreciate that one. The third one I took, and this is mainly because you got Harbaugh suspended, and then they announced a couple of days ago the offense coordinator was also suspended. The first game, I'm taking East Carolina and the 36 points. So
0: they're giving them 36 points. 36 points. points. Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: East Carolina is not a terrible team. No, they're not. Obviously, Michigan is, you know, really good, and they have high expectations in Michigan this year. But that's pretty tough losing your head coach and your offense coordinator for the first game. So, yeah, that's the three I got this week. So if you want to make some money. Listen, Just don't listen hold me to, to it. The,
0: I was going to say he actually does pretty well with the bets, and uh, hopefully one day we'll be able to get Devin on here because I want to do that uh, thing that we talked about, bad bets.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I've, I've made some bad ones. Last year wasn't my best year, but I usually have a decent track record.
0: And the only reason why I say that is because Devin is notorious for losing all of his money. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, <laughs> me and Devin need to get together. I can give him some pointers. Yeah, there you go. So uh, that kind of does it for
0: right now. Next week, we'll be doing some predictions. We'll be talking a little bit of college football predictions, a little bit
1: of Tons to talk about next week.
0: So we'll see where everyone is at. And, uh, I mean, we'll see where we go from there. But uh, anyway, I'm Med. I'm Seth. Thanks again. Thank you again. And uh, hopefully we'll ride this hurricane out.
1: That's right. See See you you next week. week.